Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Hey folks, Lieutenant Carl Allen West here at Watchtower Firearms. This is the uh, custom design uh, AR-15 that was just made for me. It's got my Steadfast and Loyal logo there. On this side, you can see my signature, my Master Parachutist wings, of course, American flag. And I just want to tell you that you can't be a great American unless you have a great American weapon. And that's exactly what Watchtower Firearms is building. Great American weapons all American parts manufactured right here in the great state of Texas. And oh, by the way, the, uh, let me see, where is the serial number on this one? TX1836. If you're from Texas, I think you know what that means. God bless you. God bless Washtown. Hey folks, maybe you noticed something about my attire. There's a pretty bright orange shirt on here and you can see it's the University of Tennessee Power T because it's back. It's college football season. It's the season that we sit around and we wait for as soon as the clock strikes zero in the college football national championship game. And oh, by the way, I was born and raised in Georgia. So even though I went to Tennessee and Georgia thumped us, when we got that one week to be number one last year. I'm still proud of the Georgia Bulldogs. But can they go three-peating for a national championship? I think that hadn't been done since like the 30s or the 40s. I've been reading about that. But it's, it's this excitement that we have in the air. And, you know, already some of the games coming up this Labor Day weekend. I mean, we got – LSU playing Florida State. We got the Florida Gators going out to Utah. I mean, we got Deion Sanders with his, you know, debut game as the University of Colorado head coach against TCU. And I know a lot of people here in the Fort Worth area and where we are here in Tarrant County in our studio are going to be excited about that. So, yeah, it's back. And, you know, one of the things that I was kind of Telling people about President Trump, you know, a lot of folks say, well, Trump shouldn't go out there and, and get on the debate stage. I mean, he's got this big lead and everything. Well, you think about it, okay? You know, Georgia's rated in the preseason college football poll is number one. They should be. I mean, they've won back-to-back -back national championships. They've only lost one game in two years. So they should be. Even though they got a new quarterback, they should be. But the thing is that even if you're the preseason ranked number one team, it doesn't mean that you sit back and you don't have to go out there and take the field for 12 games. 
And then, you know, if you make it to your conference championship and then get to the national championship, you don't get to sit back and say, well, you know, we're preseason ranked number one. We got a lot of first place uh, polling votes. uh, So we'll just be playing in the championship. Nope. You don't get to say that, okay, since we're preseason number one, we'll only play home games. Nope. You don't get to say that we are only going to play teams with a winning record. Nope. You got to play everybody. And you got to validate your preseason ranking. Just like the one week that Tennessee was number one in the nation. Eight no. Eight no. But they had to go on the road to Georgia. The defending national champions. I had never seen a crowd like that between the hedges at Sanford Stadium. And Tennessee didn't win. And in their last four games they, of the regular season, they went two and two. So that's why I love college football and college basketball too because you got to get out there and play the game every week. So that's my recommendation, President Trump, is to get on that debate stage. Show every single opportunity that you can, that you're the big dog, you're the grizzly bear, and validate what the polls are saying and dominate the narrative. Because what Kirby Smart and the University of Georgia wants people talking about on Sunday and Monday after they have a successful game on Saturday is that they're still number one. And that's how people want to see you. But there's something else that's also back making the headlines. It's not so good. As a matter of fact, this thing that's trying to come back really affected my favorite season of the year, college football season. And that's this whole thing about mandates, shot mandates, mass mandates. As a matter of fact, you've got some college students going back on campuses and being told that, well, if you hadn't gotten the shot, you can't show up to class. You'll be disenrolled. I mean, you can take online courses, but you can't be on the campus. Now, let me, let me just say something real quick before I go on. I don't know who the little fascist knucklehead is at YouTube, but cut the crap, okay? Because it seems to me that you think violating our First Amendment rights, which is freedom of speech, freedom of expression, the right to petition our government for redress agreements on this platform that you say is a free and open platform. It seems to me that all of a sudden you think you're some arbiter of truth, but when you're just an ideological pawn. And yes, you have canceled a couple of videos that we have put out on our Steadfast and Loyal program. Because we talked about this whole COVID shot thing. I'm not saying vaccine, because a vaccine eradicates a disease. This is a virus. Viruses continue to mutate and come back. So you can get a shot for it. That's what a flu shot is made for. But I am sick and tired of somebody out there, I don't know, a 20-year-old, 30-year-old. Maybe you're sitting in your mom's basement in your pajamas, eating ho-hos and, and, uh, and Twinkies. But cut the crap. If, if you want to say that something that is said is untruthful, then fine. 
then you should be censoring Joe Biden. But if you are standing up there and saying that you're violating our community standards, does that mean that your community standards are not in line with the Constitution of the United States of America? I want you to think about that. Because you canceled, would not allow us to upload our program with Dr. Naomi Wolf. You may not like the truth that she's putting out because she, she is telling truth and she's been very concise and very precise with the research and the data that she's gone over. You cancel a program with a former army lieutenant, a man that served 17 and a half years in military uniform, Mark Bashaw, because he was wrongfully terminated from the United States Army because of refusal to take a shot. Now, chances are you knuckleheads, chuckleheads, are going to cancel this monologue that I'm doing as well. But let me tell you something. You're pissing me off. And one day, you know, because God has a way of arranging things, I'm going to run into one of you YouTube executives or whatever you call yourselves in an airport or something. We're going to have a talk. Because I want to know what gives you the right to tell me that I can't say what is factual, what is truthful, because you don't want it to be out there. I guess you think that I'm sitting here and I'm a black Russian. That's really a drink. But uh, this is disinformation, a misinformation I'm putting out. No, it's not. It is my own experiences or the experiences of others and research. I guess you're going to say that the VAERS report that talks about adverse reactions to these shots, that's misinformation? No, it's not. So why cancel someone that is talking about it? Okay, good. Glad I got it off my chest. Now I can continue on. So now we're, we're going back into this thing of saying, oh, no, here we go. I mean, more COVID strain, whatever. We're just talking about a strain of the flu. Seasonal flu, being a summer flu, winter, I, I, it just happens. People get sick. A new mutation, yes, flu viruses mutate. Well, we need to encourage people. And let me tell you something. When you hear progressive socialist leftists, Marxists, talk about encouraging, that means telling. It's kind of like in the military, we had this thing. We didn't volunteer you. You, you were voluntold. And so they're going to start mandating things all, all over again. They're already doing it. Like I said, college campuses telling kids that you can't show up for class if you hadn't gotten a shot. Boosters and all of this thing. But see, this is part of the grand scheme of the progressive socialist left because as Rahm Emanuel once said, never let, never let a, what, an emergency, a, a, a bad situation go to waste. I mean, this is what we got to. Never let a crisis situation, whatever, go to waste. See, in April of 2020, when Eric Holder wrote that article in Time magazine that said, titled, How Coronavirus Should Permanently Change Elections in the United States, they were serious. And this was their goal. What was their goal? Their goal was to proliferate these 
unsolicited mail-in ballots. We were so afraid of people being out and having contact during the election, so we need to be prepared to just mail ballots out. Well, we already have a system called absentee balloting. Either you're voting in person, and I think voting in person should be a national holiday. Every two years, that, that, that Tuesday, first Tuesday in November, national holiday. And if you're not going to be there in person on that day, that national, or if you're not going to be there for early voting, and I think we need to have some standardization of early voting. It's getting out of control. I mean, we're talking about folks voting, you know, a month, six weeks before Election Day. I think you only need a week of early voting. And then you vote on election day, national holiday. Well, if you can't be there in person at your polling location, then let's make sure we have enough polling locations. Let's make sure we have all the proper backup systems, paper trails. But, but then if you can't be there in person, you have absentee balloting. So it's already there. But what the left is so good at is manipulating language, and no one on the conservative side caught it. No one in the Trump administration caught it and said, what are you talking about, unsolicited mail-in ballots? If you're not going to be there in person, there's a means by which you apply for an absentee ballot. I, I mean, that's what we do in the military. That's what some elderly people do, and that's a controlled Document. You send in, you apply for it, and then it comes back to you. It's tracked, and then you mail it back in. The problem that we see lots of times is that with our military ballots, some of these blue states, some of these blue jurisdictions, they don't mail it out in time for our guys to get, and gals to get them back because they know the military ain't exactly voting for them. That's kind of like why they want to purge and get some different people in the military. But those are the two means that we vote. You vote. In person or absentee. So where did this unsolicited mail-in ballot stuff come from? Well, that's what they want. And we had a huge issue. You know, I was the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas at the time in 2020. We had a huge issue with the supervisor of elections down in Harris County, largest county in the state of Texas, third or fourth largest county in the United States of America, Chris Hollins who someplace somewhere in a warehouse had millions of these unsolicited mail-in ballots that they were just going to mail out. Just going to mail out to addresses. At a time now when we have, what, five, six, seven million people illegally in the United States of America, certain blue jurisdictions saying that we're going to give people here illegally a driver's license, which means they have a picture ID, which means they can put that down. Oh, but then you say, hey, Colonel, you still have a means by which you check the unsolicited mail-in ballot. Not so fast, my friends, as ESPN College Game Day host Lee Corso says. Here in the state of Texas, we just had a federal judge come down and say that it was a violation of the Voting Rights Act to require accurate information voter data, voter registration data on your mail-in ballot. So in other words, your voter ID and all this stuff can be wrong, but we're still supposed to count your ballot because if we don't do so, we're violating the, the Voter Rights Act. 
So in other words, what this federal judge is saying is, is that you can falsify information on your mail-in ballot, but it's still going to be counted. And this comes after, even in 2020, when South Carolina brought a case before the United States Supreme Court about signature verification on these unsolicited mail-in ballots, the Supreme Court came back and said you had to have signature verification. And now this federal judge is telling Texas that your election integrity law, you can't do it. So what, what this federal judge is saying here in Texas is that we can set ourselves up for fraudulent ballots. He's trying to say that that's in concert with the Voting Rights Act. No, it's not. I mean, you know, the whole thing about the Georgia election law is Jim Crow 2.0. Well, first and foremost, Joe Biden and the rest of the Democrats should know about Jim Crow because they were the ones that brought it into existence in the United States of America, their party, the party of systemic racism. But now you're trying to say that you do not have to have correct voter identification data on a mail-in ballot. Which really, when you think about it, is the most easiest way to have voter fraud. Especially when we know that a lot of these unsolicited mail-in ballots went to places where there wasn't a house. Or there was a different residence. Or whatever. There have been verifications of that. And so now we're getting set up for what I think will be another, quote-unquote, COVID restriction on election. Because now, all of a sudden, we're, we're being told that, you know, this new strain is going to require a new shot, a new booster, and all of that, and it's going to be ready next fall, next September. Oh, how coincidental, kind of like the judge in D.C. overseeing the January 6th indictment on President Trump, putting the trial on March the 3rd, right before Super Tuesday next year. How coincidental. So now you can see what the left is trying to set up. The left is trying to create the paranoia once again about a virus, a new virus, a new strain. Nothing we have works against it. we got to go back to masking. We're going to encourage you to go out and get a new booster. And oh, by the way, there will be new boosters that will be coming out next September when maybe there'll be another new strain. And if you don't have that booster, maybe you should not be in line to vote because there's no way we can maintain six feet of separation if you're voting in person. So what we'll do is we'll get the unsolicited mail-in ballots sent out to you at the same time the Biden administration by next year the number could be eight, eight and a half million illegal immigrants that have come into the United States of America. Because I don't see them stopping it. I don't see the governors of Texas, Arizona, California shutting down the border. Do you see the crisis that we're facing? It's back. This whole fear-mongering 
You know, I think that Benjamin Franklin once said that those who would surrender essential liberty for temporary security in the end will deserve neither liberty nor security. I kind of like the old, you know, street saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I think this is going to be like the old song by Roger Daltrey, Pete Townsend and the Who. We won't be fooled again. But are you willing to make that stand? Are you willing to make the fight? To say, you're not going to mandate a mask going back on my face. You're not going to mandate me to get a shot. You're not going to lock me up in my house again. You're not going to lock my kids out of my schools. We even got a school district here in Texas that says, oh, you know, we need to shut down. No, no sports activities or whatever. It's already starting to happen. It's back. So what do we need to do? If you go back and you look at the presidential electoral map of 2020, broken down by county, you're going to see a whole lot of red. Red counties. And somehow, I, I think we're supposed to believe that, you know, Joe Biden won like, what, 19 to 20% of these counties. And he had a whopping landslide victory in 2020. I mean, just certain things don't make sense, don't add up. But when you understand that where you see the blue represented on that county electoral map of 2020, that's all the major urban population centers. But if all of the red counties out there decided that they were going to do things locally, because, you know, the county level is the level by which election procedures and processes are determined and executed. It's not the state. The state can pass election integrity law, but it's, it's at the county level. So maybe at the county level they can say, we're not going to have unsolicited mail-in ballots in our county. Maybe at the county level they will say that we're going to do a voter registration role review every three months. Maybe at the county level, they will say that we are not going to have illegals voting in our elections in this county. And I said, Colonel, I mean, that, that kind of goes without saying. Not exactly. In the last legislative session here in Texas, there was an opportunity to vote on a resolution that would have gone on the constitutional amendment ballot for this November here in Texas, this would have said that in the state of Texas, only American citizens get to vote. That resolution failed. It failed in the state of Texas, in the Texas State House. And those of you who don't know, we got problems in the Texas State House. Same people that impeached a Texas Republican Attorney General. But think about that. In the state of Texas, a resolution that would have been voted on as a constitutional amendment to be added to the Texas State Constitution, if passed, didn't even pass the Texas State House to prevent people here illegally from voting, to say that only American citizens will be able to vote in the state of Texas. Not Texas citizens, that wouldn't be right. American citizens. So these things are happening. So at the county level, like I said, go back and look at that county electoral map. There are so many things that be, can be done at the county level. 
that can stand as a bulwark against what the progressive socialists left are doing. And look, I'd love to see them try to do, uh, you know, lawsuits in what, 4,000 different counties across the United States of America? There are certain counties out there, and, and I was just in one this past weekend, Brewster County, the largest landmass county in the state of Texas. But Brewster County really only has two cities. That's Alpine and Terlingua. Maybe, if maybe, Brewster County has a population of 15,000. Uh, okay, I'll be kind. Maybe 20,000 people. You mean to tell me in a county of 20,000 people we can't do things by paper ballots? Kenny County, where I was three weekends ago, down on the border, 1,500 square miles, sitting in between Eagle Pass and Del Rio. Kenny County maybe has, I don't know, 6,000 people in it. I mean, Brackettville is a town of maybe 3,000. Spofford is the other city in, in, in Kenny County. Spofford, I believe, has 70 people. You don't think that the county commission there in Kenny County can't pass a resolution that says we will only do paper ballots in Kenny County. So stop sitting around and waiting for some national savior to come down. Let's start rectifying these things at the county level. Well, the preponderance of counties in the United States of America are red. You can put up a firewall. Because what I tend to believe that is happening is because we have gone so long without, you know, reviewing and cleaning and scrubbing these voter registration rolls that somewhere up there in the ethosphere, somewhere up there, there's all kind of folks that are dead or whatever that can be pulled down. And they can be inserted in different jurisdictions all across the United States of America because no one's checking. There are people that are moving out of certain counties and states to other counties and states, but yet no one is going back and reviewing whether or not they still live in that county or state, but yet they're still going over and they're registering in their new state and county. Because right now, the, the left is already thinking about how we can manipulate this. And that's what this whole, it's back. Got to mask you up again. Got to get you shot up again. Because they're creating that aura. They're creating that fear. They're creating that, that concern that leads to one thing. Exactly what Eric Holder said in April of 2020 in that Time Magazine article, how coronavirus should permanently change elections in America. You gotta be one serious dumbass to not read what the other side writes, what they think, because eventually that's what they're gonna do. It's just the same as if, you know, someone got a hold of Kirby Smart's Offensive game plan. You don't think they're going to use it? You don't think they're going to prepare their defense? So if the left is telling you exactly what 
they're going to do. If they're telegraphing their moves, you got to be a coward not to stand up and figure out how you go against it. So now is the time to start getting poll watchers ready. Now is the time to start getting election judges ready. Now is the time to start getting poll workers ready. Now is the time that our counties, red counties, should be out there passing resolutions and implementing ordinances for the procedures and the processes by which we can have election integrity. Because that's the level by which it's done. I don't think it's going to happen in the blue counties. That's where you just got to keep an eye on what they're doing. But in all of those red counties, we can really put up a wall. Mark my words. This is what they're thinking about doing. Never let a good crisis go to waste. That's what coronavirus represented to them. An opportunity to usurp and undermine your freedoms and liberties, but even more so an opportunity to manipulate elections. Wake up, folks. Realize what's happening. Enjoy college football season. Please do. But understand that there are some people out there that I call them the kids who were never picked to play. They're always trying to figure out how to screw up the game because they don't want it to be fair because they want power, totalitarian control, and domination. And in the world of being steadfast and loyal, that's not how we roll in these United States of America. Steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down